The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your February 16th, a Tuesday, February 16th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am here with my good buddy, Will I Am. William is Bill Harris. How are you doing today, Bill? Great. It's weird to hear you call me Bill, but well, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, I never call you Bill. <laughs> you, yeah, you threw me off with that. Well, no, William is Bill, so sometimes yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta throw the curveball at you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, it's good, good to be here with you, uh, Santa. I don't know. I, Santa. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's just forget you said that one, but uh, <laughs> let's get on with the show here. We got a quicker game for our uh, slate for you. We only have six games because one got canceled. A Spurs Pistons game got canceled. Someone on the Spurs tested positive for COVID, so that game's canceled. Uh, both teams were on the front end of a back to back and play again on. Wednesday, I'm not sure if the Spurs will play, but we'll get into that tomorrow's podcast. We'll do that if they cancel that one. But yeah, we got a six-gamer for you. We got one at 7.30, a one at 7, two at 8, a three at 8, and then one late game at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, but anything you're looking forward to on this late, man? Uh, just another great night of NBA basketball. Uh, it's unfortunate with the one postponement in that game uh, with the Pistons, but Hopefully no other games were postponed, and we have a great night of basketball. It's a lot of injuries, so it's a lot of, you know, lineup changes and uh, guys you might not expect to be in your lineups that we're going to talk about. So I can't wait to cover it. Agreed, man. And before we get into it, we I just want to shout out our guys over at MyBookie. Uh, it's If you haven't gotten into it now, uh, now's the time to get it. We're right in the heart of basketball season. The All-Star break is, I believe, to a little over – Two weeks, maybe three weeks away, uh, but this is the best time to get in there now. And it's this. This is the only place I I trust for my NBA related bets, my MLB bets that are coming up, the all season for my football bets. I've, and it's it's awesome. It's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L, and get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks. If you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, just head on over to my bookie again. Enter the promo code Hoopball and Join it, man. Uh, bet with the best and bet with my bookie. It's as simple as that. Uh, and I also want to shout out our guys over at Manscaped. Uh, the To all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure you take care of your below-the-waist grooming. Our partners over at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is here to sync the competition and deliver the best tools for your below-the-waist grooming experience. Uh, and that is with the Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with the Lawnmower 3.0, uh, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, the the Awesome Boxers, and all that good stuff. Uh, get And you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the, homo, uh, the promo code HOOPBALL20. When things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on Manscaped in the clutch time. Uh, and, man, let's get right into this nice six-gamer. We have the lone game at 7 o'clock. This is the Denver Nuggets at the Boston Celtics. Uh, we do have an injury report and uh, I believe 
we do not have a spread for this one uh, as of yet uh, while we're doing this, but we do have an injury report on the Celtics. We have Romeo Langford and Marcus Smart as out and Daniel Tice as questionable. Good thing it's the first game. We will have the news on that early, uh, but on the Nuggets, we have quite a few people out. Will Barton, PJ Dozier, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, Greg Whittington, all out, and Monte Morris is questionable. It's a lot to decipher on that Denver squad, and uh, fortunately, that's the first one we're going to go into, buddy, because they are on the road here. Uh, but what are you looking at on Denver, knowing that most are a good chunk of their players are out? Barton, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, three people who usually start or are very prominent in the rotation. Uh, we have Dozier, who gets some time in the teens. Uh, he's also out, and Monte Morris is questionable. But uh, where are you looking on on the Nuggets side? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can never go wrong uh, by selecting uh, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker. He's been having an MVP caliber season at ten thousand seven hundred. No one could ever fault you for taking him. Besides that, you have some interesting players that you normally would not use or think of, or you probably don't even know their name. Uh, the main one I would go with is we. I, I had a, a Twitter follower of mine. Uh, mentioned we had to talk about that guy, Facundo Campazzo. Uh, what what nickname do you have for him, Santino? I know you have uh, some. Facundo, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like him, and and uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll get to him too. But uh, he for only thirty three hundred, especially right. especially if Mark uh, Monte Morris, I almost said Marcus Monte Morris doesn't play. I mean, he probably should. He he should start, or or maybe. Um, very good play, if, if especially if Marcus Morris doesn't play. But a guy that we can look at, I think there's a few guys that we can look at very cheap on this this Nuggets team. But mm-hmm. I'll pass it back to you, man. Um, who you? What do you like about him, or what do you like about the the rest of these guys? Well, I mean, he really, whenever he plays as much CTV, I mean, he only had four assists last game, but his assists are highlight reels. I mean, if you saw that pass uh, he threw. Right over the ear of Kyle Kuzma. It was just amazing. You should Google that. Uh, but he had 15 points, four rebounds, 27 DraftKing points, uh, and 26 minutes. So if he gets around that amount of minutes, he should put up the same production. Uh, so definitely check and see if Monte Morris is out because he's filling in with the P.J. Dozier role right now. And if Morris is out, he'll continue to get heavy minutes. Another guy, rookie, the, uh, the Nuggets first-round pick, Zeke Nanaji. He had a great, great game. 16 points, three boards, a steal. He was shooting three-pointers left and right, uh, 24 drafting points. And, you know, they also have Jermichael Green, but they played Nanaji more minutes than Jermichael Green. It could have been because it was a blowout. The game was a little out of hand. They wanted to see the rookie. But I would keep an eye on that. At 3,100, he's worth the risk uh, because, you know, the injuries to Paul Millsap. He got hurt last game. And, you know, just a plethora of injuries that the Nuggets have. Um, you can look at Michael Porter Jr. He's been kind of on the slump, but, you know, he could he should put it back together at 5,800. I think that's kind of a risk at 5,800. Jamal Murray is – I never really feel comfortable playing Jamal Murray. How do you feel about this Nuggets squad? Yeah, and I, I think you start at the top, too. Jokic is awesome. Uh, he's he's just one of the highest-priced guys on the slate, the third highest, but for good reason, and, and I really like him in this. The Celtics can are beatable in the interior, and he's been the best interior player all year pretty much. Uh, so you can definitely look there. He will be squarely in my player pool, uh, especially if Daniel Tice doesn't play. That just gives him even more of a boost. So he's he's in there. And then, yeah, I think you can look at a couple of people you looked at. Uh, I don't 
hate Michael Porter Jr. at 5'8". I do think there's some other value, but uh, we know that he'll get the playing time without Barton, without now Millsap, without Gary Harris, without all these pieces. So I don't mind looking there at 5'8". I think that's a solid way to go, uh, but I won't particularly go there too, too often. But uh, he will he will be in that in that range too. But I think you can look at Kim, uh, Fecund Yu. <laughs> I can't stop saying it now. I think you can look at <laughs> I think you can look at uh, Composo at 3300, especially if Monte Morris doesn't play. I think Morris is a guy we can look at at 4-4 if he does play, but I'm hoping he doesn't because that means Composo at thir- at 3-3 just becomes an awesome value. Um, and, and and he is one of a he's small. He's a smaller guy, but he's a dog on the defensive end. He just hassles people. Uh, that's what he was known for over and he. Looks pretty good doing it already on the NBA level, so I like him. Um, and like you mentioned, some of those passes, he, he he was a very good playmaker overseas. Hasn't had to translate yet since the playing time. He doesn't need to, but he can do that, so I think that's a good play. Green, he was in foul trouble last game. He had five fouls in, in his short stint, uh, and it was a blowout. It turned, turned ugly, so I think that was a little more of an aberration. Uh, but he will be someone I'll be looking at, especially since there's there's no Barton, there's no Paul Millsap. He's going to have to play a good amount. If this game's close at 4-3, very good value. And you mentioned the other guy, uh, Zeke, at 3-1. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to start or have a, a very solid role in this rotation, at 3-1, another guy that uh, we can look at if we're digging deep in the bargain bin. Um, there's just not many people with opportunity that low. That's pretty much 3-1, it's pretty much as low as you can get. Uh, but and the Nuggets just pull people out of nowhere, like bull, bull, they might play, but uh, I don't know what it is in this Nuggets system, but they give, when, when people get their opportunities, they're pretty solid. So I, I, I'm with you. I like Jokic and then looking at a couple guys down low that I think there's a lot of value in this first game, especially on them with all these injuries. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. When the whole team is injured pretty much, <laughs> it's just, you could go either way, so you just got to trust the talent. And uh, you know, first round picks are great. A highly scouted uh, guy from overseas, you know, and worth the risk. Worth the risk, for, especially the good at the thing, price they're at. Yeah, and the good thing is we'll know about Morris's uh, availability before the first lock because this is the first game. We'll know who's starting in the starting lineup. We'll know uh, kind of what Mike Malone's thinking about. The, the rotation, so we'll have a good idea of where we want to go, and we'll have enough news to figure that out before before we start our uh, first lineup, or before we lock in our first game, uh, which yeah. is good. And how about the second team, the, the Celtics? Uh, Daniel Tice, big question mark. If he doesn't play, it opens up value in that center position. Uh, but where are you looking at over here on the Celtics side? Uh, with the Celtics guys, for me, for the most part, I'm just looking at the big three. Jason Tatum at 8,700. Jalen Brown at 7,800, Kimba Walker at 6,500. Uh, Brown and Tatum, pick one or the other, whichever one you prefer. Uh, they should put up similar stats. You know, Jason Tatum had a bad game last game. I expect him to bounce back. Jalen Brown's been consistent all year. He's going to be an all-star for the first time. Uh, Kimba Walker, he's a bit of a question mark to people. He's coming off that knee injury, been playing a few weeks now. His production was not that great, but his last two games, he's averaged 21. He scored 21 and 25 points. So I think he's finally getting his, you know, feet underneath him, uh, ramping up the production. Uh, I think as long as, you know, they let him play, you know, he's he's getting around 30 minutes a game and he has no setbacks because he's been balling. Uh, I think he could be worth the risk at 6,500. He's normally 
uh, more than that when he's fully healthy. So, but the bench players, you know, Tice is out. It's like he jammed his hand or finger. I don't really trust Grant Williams, Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams. I wish they just had one of those guys and gave them big minutes, but they all kind of split them. Do you trust one of those three to be able to put in your lineup? I'm I'm a little sketchy on them. Yeah, and I don't unless Daniel Tice is ruled out. Then I think Tristan Thompson at three nine and Rob Williams at at pretty much three one or pretty much basement value uh, become more interesting to me because they're you're not paying much for them and you know that they're both at least one of them is going to start probably Tristan Thompson and they're both going to play uh, mid twenties late or even more minutes in this one to match up with Jokic. So unless yeah. if Tice plays, I, I don't want anything to do with any of them. Tice is the best of the three, but I don't want him going against Jokic at 4-6. I think we can find better value. But if he doesn't play, then I can look at Tristan Thompson. Then I can look at Rob Williams. Uh, and they throw in my player pool for people. Value plays under 4K. Um, but with with Tice in, I think the only guy I'll look at is Jason Tatum. Uh, maybe some Kemba. I, he's like just outside my player pool. I don't mind it. Um, 6-5, I think there's slight upside there. But I, I just think Tatum just came off a game that he shot three of 14, a terrible game for him. He only scored six points, yeah, he eight rebounds, four assists, but just six points, 23 fantasy points. He's under 9K, very good matchup for him. Um, I, I really like it. There's not much. It's either Michael Porter Jr. or J. Michael Green. One of those two are going to guard him for the majority, and we know that Porter Jr.'s big deficiency right now is on the defensive end. I think Tatum is in a fantastic spot, and he's going to be one of my favorite people to – to play here and on this entire slate looking at um i know we have a lot of people we can pay up for and you can take that savings and still get a guy who should drop around 50 points or so i think i think that's a, a rock solid value there but oh uh, yeah if tice plays tatum's going to be the guy that i'm looking at well or, well whether tice plays i should say or not tatum's a guy i look at but if tice doesn't play i think we have some value there in that in that uh center position but like you said, I'm not too interested in anybody else like Grant Williams and all that semi semi pro Ojalei. There's just mm-hmm. they're all very inconsistent for me to to trust, even in a, a decent matchup. Yeah, uh, Semi did have a great game, uh, you know, on February 11th, but yeah, it's, it came out of nowhere, so you can't trust that. Um, and what do you have against Jalen Brown in this game? Jason Tatum has a great matchup, don't you think? Jalen Brown does also. Yeah, I I do think Jalen Brown has a really good matchup as well, but I'd just rather pay. I think Tatum's worth the extra nine hundred. Uh, just yeah. for, for personally, I think the upside for Tatum at the extra nine hundred is there. Brown has looked a little since he come back. Not that he's been off, but he's he hasn't been uh, as dominant as he was earlier in the season without Tatum or before he missed a bunch of games or a few games. I just think I'd rather just pay the nine hundred for Tatum. Uh, if you don't have that. Not that I don't like Brown, but I I don't know. It's just Tatum's yeah. the guy that I'm looking for in this one, especially after he scored six points. I can't imagine he's not going to come out <laughs> with a mission. <clears throat> totally agree. Totally agree. All right, man. Let's jump on over to this next one, and it's kind of an exciting matchup, but not at the same time, weirdly how. Uh, but this one starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's the Pelicans at the Grizzlies. Uh, the Bread for this one is the over-under is 228, and the Grizzlies are one-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., DeAnthony Melton, Killian Tilly, and Justice Winslow all out for the Grizzlies. On the Pelican side, we have just Josh Hart as probable. 
starting on the the Pelican side, I'll jump on. We'll we'll switch off. I'll go first on this one. So you just mentioned like uh, Tatum, and I I think he's in a fantastic spot. And I'm looking at Ingram and Zion. I think they're pretty safe for their floor, but I want to go with the more the the higher upside there in Tatum, uh, just for a couple extra hundred or about five extra. 500 extra for Zion and 300 extra for Ingram. So I'm not really looking to them. I think Tatum's in the better spot there that I want to go up for. Uh, and I'm looking at the team. I don't mind the matchup for Lonzo, but at 6-7, uh, I, I think we have other options that I'm going to look to also. The, there's pretty much two guys that I, I'm keying in on more because of price and because of opportunity. Uh, but Steven Adams at 5-1, I think this is a decent matchup for him. And Kyra Lewis Jr. at 3-3, another guy that is deep into that value pool if I'm digging there. But he's been playing more lately. He's played uh, the last two games 17 points each or 17 minutes each, but he's just been a little bit better. I think there's some upside there for him to get over 20 points, uh, fantasy points. And at 3-3, I don't mind it, especially in this matchup, which is uh, a pretty good matchup for against the Memphis on the Memphis side when they have so many injuries there. Uh, but those are probably the two guys I'm mainly looking at due to the other options I like at other people's prices. Yeah, so um, that's interesting. You know, you're not interested in Brandon Ingram versus Zion Williamson. But if you uh, select Jason Tatum at um, like a small forward, you could go with one of those guys at power forward. Either one, they should both put up around 40 to 45 drafting points. So I wouldn't hate if you have one of them in your lineup. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think they're super select- safe, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never select Lonzo Ball. That's your guy. I can't stand him. Kyra Lewis is going to take his job eventually. Uh, Bledsoe is too inconsistent. So um, I like Steven Adams, though. He's going to have to play as long as Jonas Valanciunas is in the game. But, yeah, uh, Josh Hart had an amazing game a couple games ago. But that's few and far between. That just came out of nowhere. That cannot be predicted. (laughs) So that's pretty much it for me on the Pelicans because everyone else is just you know, they're just putting up a lot of they're playing a lot of players and they're all getting a little bit as opposed to, you know, a bunch of guys you can rely on, really. Yeah, I think they're very they're priced very accordingly. And mm-hmm. uh, not that I like like you said, not that I hate Ingram and Zion. I think they're pretty safe and consistent. I just think that I'd rather just go to Tatum. That's that was just my personal uh, thing there. But on the, the Memphis side, it's close to the same thing. Uh, we've seen Ja. At, he's seven five, but he hasn't looked. He hasn't shown that fifty fifty plus point upside that he was doing last year. It's uh, he just looked off shooting the ball. His his field goal percentage is down. He's getting good amount of shots, a teen mid teens to high teens, but he just hasn't looked as electric as he's done getting a lot of assists. But at seven five, again, I think there's not better options out there. So I'm not going to totally go to him. I do like J Val though. I like I'm, we mentioned Steven Adams, I think has a good matchup. I, I think J Val's pretty solid in this matchup at seven, six. Uh, I do. It's a, it's a solid price tag, but I think this is a uh, pretty good for him. I think the floor is pretty safe, maybe not huge upside, but he's a more of a cash game guy. If you're just looking to uh, hit pretty much value and, and, and go away. But the two other guys that I'm looking for, or another guy that I'm looking for is, or at is Dylan Brooks, a guy I don't tend to target a lot, uh, pretty much at all, but at five, five, I think it's solid value. I think he can get over 30 DraftKings points here. You're not paying a premium for him. And if you're looking for more of those, that balance build in cash, I think he's a safe option. Um, especially since we don't have Desmond Bain, D'Anthony Melton's out when Winslow hasn't played yet. Um, 
And I, I just think he's solid. I would have went to Grayson Allen, but now that he's four seven and he's close to closing that gap there, I think Brooks just makes a little bit safer of a of a play there. Yeah, um, at, when you see the name John Morant, you honestly think you know that I want him. You know he's great, right? <laughs> but uh, but DraftKings, he really is not you know a guaranteed lock of a player to select. He's normally in the thirties to low forties in DraftKings points. So as much as you know he looks so appealing. I think I would have to pass on him. I do agree with Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, he's been having a great season, you know, other than when he's injured. Uh, he's been on the roll, and they're relying on him. You know, we want them to play, you know, Xavier Tillman, but they're giving all the minutes to Jonas Valanciunas as long as he can handle them. And uh, Kyle Anderson has had an amazing year for himself. This is probably his best year of his career at 6,400. But you made a great point about Dylan Brooks at 5,500. That'll save you $900, and he could possibly uh, put up the same production as Kyle Anderson. So if you need that money, I would go with Brooks. Even if you don't, I probably would go with Brooks because, uh, especially like you said, with Bain out, they're going to need points, and Brooks is not shy at all about shooting <laughs> the ball. He loves to yeah. shoot that ball. He shoots more than Morant, you know. He might not I, make I that, that but. Yeah. He might not make <laughs> yeah. that, but he's going he's gonna to shoot it. He's going to shoot, so. Uh, I, I love that call with Dylan Brooks at 5,500. But other than that, I don't really trust anyone else on this team. I wish, like I said, I wish I could trust Xavier Tillman, but I just can't right now. Yeah, sometimes you just look at the guys and, and they're just priced so accordingly where if you're playing cash and you and that's what you're doing to have a balanced build, that's solid. Uh, but if you're looking for more upside, I'm looking at them and compared to other people in the same price range, oh, I, I, it's not something that I'll gravitate towards as much. And that's just sometimes how it goes. <clears throat> but let's I jump will on. Say if, if, if they, you know, they, they do have to match up with Zion. I mm-hmm. don't know if they have anyone that can do that other than Xavier Tillman. If they start Xavier Tillman, so look out for that, then he's worth that play. Uh, he's only at 3,800. So that would be something to look out for because he kind of matches up with him body size. So You don't, you don't think Brandon Clark would? I forget Brandon Clark's there because he's been injured. Yep, you're right. You're right. So no, cancel yeah, just, that. I just want <laughs> I want Tillman to play so bad. But yeah, you're he just, right. He did just come back Sunday. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, Tillman's a big body too. They're, they're going to have to play both of them, especially if one of them get or Clark or someone gets into foul trouble. So you will see extra Tillman. I wish he was if he was closer to minimum price instead of three eight. If he was more of three three, probably take a couple chances on him. But I think we have. Some a lot of value in that first game, especially to where we I, I don't need to go that route. <clears throat> yep, yeah, great call. But um, let's go on over to this next game, and this is going to be a fun one. I think this is a good one. It's this one starts at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The one of three games that start there. Uh, we have a two thirty three total, and the Bucks are six and a half point home favorites against the Toronto Raptors. On the injury report, we have uh, the the Bucks have Drew Holiday is out with in the health and safety protocol and Jordan Noir, I almost said both names at the same time is yeah. out on the Raptors. We have Patrick McCaw is out still and McCaw. Uh, <laughs> 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 the, the OG of Anunoby is, is doubtful. And so is Yuta Wantanamo Bay. Uh, they're both doubtful for this game. Um, and we pretty much know the rest of the story there, uh, but I think this is a, this is a fun one for me. I think this is going to be a, a better than, a more competitive game uh, out there, especially with no Drew Holiday in there. Um, but 
what do you how are you feeling about this this side and, and what are you looking for on the Raptors? And I, I forgot to mention uh, in a couple of these that the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, all four teams that we covered are on the f- front end of a back to back. The Raptors and Bucks are not. So the first four teams we covered are on the front end of a back to back. This game we have both not. Uh, but let's jump into the, the Raptors side and uh, I want to get your thoughts on them, knowing that. OG, one of their starters, is is not gonna is most likely not playing in this one. Right, right. He's been out for a little while now, and and while he's been out, uh, Norman Powell has been stepping up his production. So at sixty eight hundred, he's you know you could go. He's priced accordingly, so uh, is he's not going to be outstanding, but he should put you up anywhere between thirty and forty five DraftKings points, and that's a guy you normally would not play if OG was healthy, obviously. Um, but really. Other than that, I think all of the Raptors are pretty sketchy. You, you know, the name stands out to you, Fred Van Fleet, because he had that huge game where he scored 52, 54 points. But since then, his projection has dropped off, you know, uh, only scoring 36, 32, and 28 drafting points his last three games. If they were playing a more up-tempo, high-scoring team like Brooklyn Nets, I would be fine with playing Fred Van Fleet. But uh, Milwaukee is a great defensive team. So I don't think he's going to, you know, put up huge production like that. Kyle Lowry has been slowing down. He's been banged up lately. And Siakam has just been playing average and averaging around maybe 40 drafting points this last week of playing. And at 8,100, that's a little much for me. So if you could fit Norman Powell in there, I'm fine with it. Uh, But, I mean, you can't trust Chris Boucher. I wish they would give him more minutes, but they don't. So the Raptors are not looking great to me. How about you? Yeah, so uh, the the one thing, just like last year, the one the biggest way you can attack the the Bucks is from the three point line. So uh, they are one of the fastest teams in the league in in pace. They are fourth overall. Um, the Raptors are pretty pretty much they're up there as well. <clears throat> uh, they're twelfth. But um, if you're looking at opponents' three point percentage, the Bucks give up the the fifth most three-pointer or three-point percentage in the league at 387. Uh, the Raptors are also 10th, so they're up there too. But just like last year, the Raptor, or the Bucks can be beat on the three-point line. And knowing that, I'm looking more at, at Powell with Lowry. Van Vliet too, but Van Vliet at 8-2. Just like I said before, I, I would rather just pay up for, for Tatum there. Uh, the extra 500 to me, just a lot safer and, and a little better there. But Lowry, knowing that there's no Drew Holiday and knowing that they've been starting uh, – <clears throat> Bryn Forbes at, at point guard, pretty much. I think the matchup advantage is there, and and you could save eight hundred dollars. Uh, Powell's pretty solid. He he's a sharpshooter, but I'd rather pay six hundred more to get Lowry in there. Um, but I, I think Lowry's the guy I'm, I'm keying in on here at seven four. He's been playing pretty well, and he's always due for those random random blow up games. Even at his age, he he can bring back value for you. So uh, he played 40 minutes on Sunday. He's been play. He played 33 minutes, the two games before that, nothing, even though he's almost 35, like this guy is still looks really good for his age. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at Powell or Lowry mainly. He's the, he's the one guy on this team that I'm, I'm keying in on. And like I said before, I think this is going to be a, a fun game to watch, uh, especially without drew holiday. This game should be a lot closer than, uh, Maybe some would think that the the Bucks would blow them out, or you look at the Raptors and know that they this team has been very good for the last couple of years. Uh, so I just think this is going to be a competitive game, and I want to get some some action on it, especially in the backcourt where there's a mismatch. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not really looking at anybody else. I think they're all priced accordingly. And like a guy like Boucher going against one of the better rim protectors in the league, I'm not too high on that. And uh, also, Brooke Lopez takes people away from the basket, which are on defense, which is uh, not something that I want Boucher to be so far away away from the basket. Right, right. Yeah, um, I think you covered it all. <laughs> well, what about on the Buck side, man? Are you looking? Can you play Giannis knowing that? Uh, he's 11K. I think you can with uh, Drew Holiday out. You know that he's got. He's been having to take over the scoring load, scoring load even more. You know, <laughs> last the last three games over 65 DraftKings points, uh, 75 in his last one to be exact. So 11,000, you're paying up for it. But you know, as long as Drew Holiday is out, I'm fine with paying that. You know, it, I mean, you play around with your lineup. You can do many different things. If you can fit him in, go for it. If not, you can go with cheaper options and switch your lineup around. But uh, if you want the possibility of getting over 60, 70 drafting points, he's one of the few players that can do it, him and Jokic. So, uh, of course, of course, Giannis, you know, having another amazing season. Chris Middleton at 8,000. Uh, like I said, with uh, Drew Holiday out, his production has to be ramped up. He's been playing okay his last few games. So, at 8,000, it's a little high for me. But – you know, he's liable to go off at any moment also. So other than that, I, I'm I'm cool with what happened with Brooke Lopez in his last game. Did you see that game on Valentine's Day? He only had six drafting points. Normally I would go with him in a situation like this, but what happened in that game? Did you hear? Uh, no, it, it just was, was an off game. Uh, he only played yeah. 20 minutes. The, the Thunder are just, they're so hard to, to gauge, and we'll get to them. Yeah. Uh, later, but <laughs> I don't. Because forty seven hundred is a great price for Brook Lopez, but um, I mean, I, I doubt he'll have another uh, terrible performance like that. So as long as he wasn't injured or anything, and he's starting, he's worth forty seven hundred. And Bobby Portis is a sneaky play at uh fifty one hundred. He's been pretty productive this season. Do you have to throw it out there? Do you like? Would you go Lopez or Adams? Uh, Adams is only four hundred more. Where would you lean in that in that situation? I think I feel a little more comfortable with Adams because he's going to have to play big minutes against Giannis. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm in the same boat there. I don't mind Lopez at four seven, uh, but if I have the four hundred, I'd rather just go with Adams there as well. <clears throat> but yeah, I, on, on the Buck side, I think you can. Giannis is playing fantastic. 70, 65, 74 in the last three games. I mean, he's just been awesome. He's played. Remember the the minutes limit kind of thing. They, Bud has not cared about it. He played 38, 39, and 36 the last three games. And if he's going to be seeing that type of minutes, that's pretty much the the big concern with Giannis was, is he going to see over 32 minutes? Because uh, Coach Bud doesn't really play him that high. But if he's going to see nearly 40, I could pay 11K for him. I know there's some other great alternatives on the on the, the docket, so I'll mix and match a little bit. But he's certainly in, in the player pool there uh, with the way he's playing. And I really like Middleton, another guy, if I'm not – Going up at the super tier, I don't mind starting a team with Tatum, Middleton, and, and people around that price tag. I think Middleton um, mentioned that the Raptors can give up, or the yeah, the Raptors can give up threes. Do we call them the Tampa Bay Raptors now, or do we still stick with Toronto? By the way, um, I just say Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, the the TT, I guess Toronto Tampa, uh, but yeah, Middleton at eight K is is rock solid to me, knowing that Holiday's not there. Uh, they're both getting extra usage, and this is a good matchup for him. There's uh, Norman Powell is probably going to be the the guy on him, and the size advantage that Middleton has 
is really big, and he's also seeing a ton of minutes. So if these guys are going to be playing a lot of extra minutes, that's that's what we want to see from this Buck squad. And they lost they, – they've been on a, a losing streak, which you haven't seen the last two years from them. So And not just a losing streak. They lost – uh, three straight, one by one. They got blown out by the Jazz, and they lost to the Thunder, who didn't have anybody really. So uh, they're going to want to win this game just to turn things around. So I like both of them there in, in different spots. Don't mind looking at Bryn Forbes because he's still under 4K. He's still starting. He's still seeing a good amount of minutes. I'm not going to gravitate towards him too, too much. Uh, but if you need a safer option with near nearly 30 minutes or so, and, and that's what you're looking for if you're going down there instead of the upside, not bad. Uh, and DiVincenzo is a guy I'll, I'll give some consideration to at 5-4. I think we have some solid options. But without Drew Holiday, there are everybody's doing a little bit more. Um, so I don't mind digging there as well. But I think the top two guys are the guys that I'm keen, very keen on. Oh, and Portis. Uh, I forgot more, to say Portis as well. Oh, well, I already said Portis. Don't try to take my, you know. <laughs> no, but one more guy for the Raptors, you know, I think we should mention Aaron Baines. You know, he's been averaging around 20 minutes a game. And he's going to have to play against uh, Brooke Lopez because I don't think they'll trust Chris Boucher to play big minutes against Bruce, uh, against Lopez. Yeah, so at 3,500, if you want to go cheap on your center position, you're not playing Jokic. Baines is someone you can look at to have a safe floor, get you possibly 20 DraftKings points. So just had to throw that out there. And uh, since I brought Portis up last and we both brought him up, Steven Adams, same price. So I'm going to ask again, where where would you lean there? For me, I, w- I think Adams is more of uh, a cash game guy. He's a lot safer, more consistent. Portis is, has that blow-up potential, and he also has that low floor. So Portis, to me, more in GPP, Adams, and, and cash. But uh, how are you feeling about those two? Because we mentioned Brooke and Adams, but Portis and Adams are all also in the same range and actually the same price. I still feel more confident in Adams because, you know, he's going to start and play big minutes. Portis, you know, normally comes off the bench and he can be up and down. You know, he's been having a great season, but, you know, I I don't trust him yet as much as Steven Adams because Steven Adams, Mm -hmm. even if he's not putting up points, he should be getting rebounds and blocks. A lot of times Portis just puts up points. You know, it's it's, it's sketchy either way. You're not going to love to play (laughs) either of those guys, but, you know. I think you should you you'll be safe either way playing one or the other. It's not like one's gonna blow up and the other one's gonna do nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, man. And then we'll, we're gonna jump on to this fourth game now, and this is the Lakers at the the Wolves. This starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do not have a spread for this one as of yet, but we do have an interesting injury report. Uh, Alex Caruso, LeBron James are probable. They should play. Costas Antetokounmpo, I like saying that, uh, he's out for this one. And AD, not playing for the next couple weeks, which is massive. Uh, but on the Timberwolves, we have D'Lo is out again, and Culver is out. Uh, but let's start with the Lakers and LeBron James. Uh, I'll jump in first, and we'll, we'll switch off again. LeBron James at 10-1, we can, without AD and against the Wolves, who are just not the greatest, of the defensive teams we can certainly look at him we already mentioned a couple people over 10k uh, we're getting to the point that we can't play all these guys we have to pick and choose um, but if i'm going to drop one of the 10 k guys it's going to be Harden. Uh, i will have more shears of lebron uh than Giannis, just because you get that 900 savings and, and without ad he's got to be the guy and I, I think Jokic is the safest of them all in a great matchup also uh but for the this particular Lakers team, LeBron would be the only guy I'm playing, uh, quite honestly. Great matchup, 
but everybody's priced up now knowing that AD's out. Like Kyle Kuzma, when I first saw AD was out, I said, ooh, I can't wait for the slate to come out because Kyle Kuzma is going to be very high. And then I saw 7K and I said, okay, um, kind of killed all my vibe right there with Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, he can beat it, but if I'm going to pay 7K for someone, I'm, I'm going to look at a little bit different direction. And great matchup also, but he's not a guy that I want to pay 7K for, flat, flat, um, to be flat out honest. Mon- Hero at 6-2. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. That's someone's hot pockets already. <laughs> but uh, Hero is the guy I was looking at too. 6-2. Not terrible, but I don't really – I'm not huge on that price tag also. Um, he's not been playing much power forward next to Gasol, so I don't know how much it helps him anyway. Uh, but at 6-2, like, just like Kuzma, they can both beat that price, but I, I would just pay 800 extra for Kuzma. So that says I'm not really interested in them. I'm not. I, I think there's. This is a very good matchup, and you can go here. I'm just not in that camp. If I'm not going LeBron James, uh, how about you? Yeah, I like LeBron. Uh, it's interesting you said he's the only player you would, uh, you know, look at. Um, you know, a lot of guys' uh, production is gonna, you know, pick up a little bit. Like even Marquise Morris, you know, he gets more minutes when AD is out. He's only at 3,400. It's, it's it's a huge risk, but you know, 3,400 is okay. And the main guy I'm looking at at 3,800 is Taylor Horton Tucker, THT. You know, pass uh, the ball to Tucker, <laughs> right? You know, his last four games he had one stinker, but the other three were decent fantasy games. You know, at 3,800, he's a risk that you could play, and this game has blowout potential. So I think they would give the the young fella a lot of minutes. But yeah, other than that, uh, LeBron, I would look at Montrez Harrell at uh, 6,200. Um, I think I think he's gonna when AD is out. The last two games AD was out, he got thirty four and thirty two DraftKings points. If you think that's all you need at sixty two hundred, go for it as a guarantee, as opposed to a risk of on a player like Kyle Kuzma who's up and down or someone like that. You could you could do it if you want. Um, just know you know most of the players. If you're picking a Laker, their production is going to be higher than it would have been, but it's still you know, a little sketchy. Like, even Schroeder at 5,900, you know, when AD was out, he was getting 39 and 37 drafting points. So, he could easily do that again at 5,900. So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind playing Schroeder at 5,900. Yeah, and the matchup, on a, it's a very good matchup, so I can't fault anybody for going uh, to these Laker guys. I'm, I'm just not going to have that, the exposure that other people will, just knowing that they're they're priced up and I, I think there are some solid alternatives around there i like i'm looking at kyle kuzma at 7k and i was talking about kyle lowry at 7-4 who i feel a little more comfortable with so and that's what i mean by that so um but i do think that it is a good matchup so i can't hate anybody on it i'm not going to say don't play them but it's just <laughs> not not for me uh but on this this wolf side it's solid matchup as well without ad but i'm also not too too keen on anybody really i think that uh, 9-3 for Towns, I'm not totally going to go there. Uh, he hasn't been – He's he's been playing a ton of minutes, but it looks like his wind – the wind isn't there for him uh, since he's come back. And he's Carl Anthony Towns, so he can – even when he looks bad, he can still put up 45, 50 fantasy points. But I'm rather – if I'm going to pay up that high, I'm going to go up to the, the next tier where I know it's going to be, or I'll pay down for Tatum, who I keep mentioning at 8-7. I think in that range – 
he's a guy I'm, I'm going to leave off my board because I like the other alternatives over there. Uh, and then I'm looking at everybody else. Not huge on anybody. A guy that's looking at me, though, is uh, Jared Vanderbilt. I know he only played 23 minutes in the last one, but he did pick up five fouls. And he did start, and he did close the game, and that's very important to me. He started, he closed. Uh, if he's going to, if that's going to be a thing, then I'll look to him. And in only 4K, I think the risk is uh, not huge there. Uh, but again, the, the, the what gives me pause is we've seen this happen a couple times that he started, uh, and then he just doesn't didn't play too much, or then he got thrown into the background again. So it does give me a little bit of pause, but. At only 4K, and in this particular matchup, I don't think it's uh, crazy for me to to go there. Another guy I'll look at, knowing that Russell is out, um, is McLaughlin. I think at 370, he's still solid. Uh, he's playing around 20 minutes a game, and um, the Lakers can be beat at the point guard position, uh, so so I don't mind going there as well. But those are the two guys I'm looking at for more value, uh, just not really paying the current prices for everybody else. Uh, how about you, man? Yeah, uh, I love that you mentioned uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, I love his potential. I love, you know, everything he can do. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves feel the same about Jaden McDaniels, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's at 3,300. I think he's worth the risk and put up the same type of production as Vanderbilt. Um, he's been having a great little run here. I wish they would choose one to play big minutes instead of splitting it, you know, kind of not letting one or the other shine too much. But um, I think he's worth it at 3,300. And I was going to say, like you said, Jordan McLaughlin with uh, D-Lo out, 3,700. He can hit that number. He's always in the game at crunch time. Uh, Rubio, 5,900, starts getting a little sketchy. So uh, I don't think you could do that. Even though he'll probably put up similar production to Schroeder, um, I just would feel more comfortable playing McLaughlin than Rubio because they could easily put up the same type of production. Definitely can't play Towns right now at, at that price. He's He's playing like a guy that's around seven or eight thousand. He's priced at ninety three hundred. Um, I wouldn't mind playing Malik Beasley though, because with with uh, D'Angelo Russell out, he's been having an amazing run here. He should get you forty DraftKings points if you think that's worth seventy three hundred, and you can get him in your lineup. I would be confident and fine with that, because um, this should be a, a pretty good scoring game. Someone's gonna have to keep up with the scoring with LeBron and. With Towns still getting his feet under him, I think Beasley would be that main guy for them. Can't trust Anthony Edwards yet, but um, he's been playing better also, but I can't trust him yet. Nice. And now we're going to jump into the last two games. Wait, 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 wait. There's one more thing I got to say. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I have ever heard you talk objectively about the Los Angeles Lakers. I just had to throw that out there. I'm just so impressed and proud of you. Santino. Round of applause, everyone. I, I, I never really play them in, in DraftKings. It's LeBron <laughs> and AD for the most part. Uh, right. I would have been on Kyle Kuzma if he was around 5'5". Five, five, five. I would have loved him at that price tag. Or even 6, but 7. Um, not that he can't beat it. It's just now that extra money I, I want to use elsewhere. Uh, <clears throat> but thank you, man. I, I, <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping – now that we're there, I'm hoping AD's injury is more – not serious than serious, because then I'll be very upset. But I digress. We'll, we'll get on to the last, <laughs> the last two games of the night here. This last one, or the second to last one, is also at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but we also do not have a spread. This is the Trailblazers at the Thunder, um, and we have an injury report though. And the Blazers have the usual suspects, plus a couple more with Zach Collins, C.J. McCollum, Joseph Nurkic still out. Uh, but we also added Hiri 
Harry Styles the third and Rodney mm. Hood <laughs> as out for this one as well. And on the Thunder side, we have a lot of people out. Trevor Ariza, I doubt, plays a single game for this team. Uh, we have Shea, uh, Shea Alexander is out again. We have uh, George Hill, Ty Jerome, Theo Maladon. They're all out for this as well. So we're pretty much where we were with the, the OKC and, and the Blazers, but some depth on the Blazers has gone. Uh, but for, we'll start with the Blazers because they are the away team on this one. Uh, but where are you looking here? Can you go back to Lillard at 9-7 knowing that we have – a lot of these solid options. Is he one of the guys that you can pay up for? Uh, or what about these these other pieces, knowing that this is the Thunder team that's been beat up, but playing, they ju- they're just fighters, man. I don't, very hard to, to, to gauge. This team battles. You look at the roster and it's like, ugh, 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 ugh. Okay, right, this is right. a, it's a close game now. But um, where are you looking at on this Blazer side? Well, like you said, um, with that being said, I think you can look at Dame. I mean, I'm I'm glad he's not over ten thousand. He's pushing to the point where it's like, it's a little too high because his last <laughs> few games, you know, have been in the forties, thirties, and fifties, and you don't want a forty or thirty at ninety seven hundred. Um, but like you said, this OKC team has been playing teams tough. So on paper, you would think this will be a blowout. You know, I don't want to p- play Dame, but they even without Shea, they've been in some competitive games. So you could play Dame. I wouldn't love it, but you could play him uh, just because of the price and how he's been playing lately. Um, and then it gets pretty sketchy after that. You know, Melo's been having some incredible games lately, um, but he can turn around and have a dud. You know, he, he, he his last four games, 15, 23, 24, 23 points. Game before that, two points. Then 22, 21. Game before that, six. So when he's going to have that under 10 point per, uh you know, game, we're not sure, um, you know, because he is 36 years old, so he can't do it every game, you know, like he used to. And uh, Gary Trent's been fine, up and down fine. Uh, I wouldn't really trust him at 5,700. It's not a it's not a huge price to pay if if you need to, but it's not great. Cantor has been getting a lot of rebounds, but 7,000, I couldn't do it. So Lillard is really the main guy I would look at on this slate. Um, what do you think? Yeah, and I, I forgot to mention uh, in the last game, the, the Wolves are on the front end of a back-to-back, and both, and in this game, both the Blazers and Thunder are on the front ends of a back-to-back. Uh, for me, I'm probably not. I'm not going to have too many shares of Lillard. Uh, I just like. I, I think that Jokic paying up a little more for the other guys is just a little bit safer. Yeah. Uh, I, the matchup is very good, though. He's going to have a, a size disadvantage because the Thunder don't have a natural point guard right now so they're playing people out of position and, and bigger people could be to his advantage um slower feet movement or it could be to his detriment bigger guys so we'll, we'll see how that happens i don't hate hate lillard but i just uh when i'm looking at all these guys near 10k and above there's people that you always what i always say is you have to i have to trim my player pool uh take the people that or keep the people that i want and and slim out some others um not that he's going to be a bad play but he wouldn't be one of the guys that I gravitate towards uh, in that range. Uh, but looking at everybody else, I think the price tags for Cantor, 7K, he could beat that, not huge on him. I don't hate Gary Trent Jr., but I do like Rocco a little bit more for 200 less. He's been playing a little bit better. I think the matchup is good for him. Uh, he's probably he, eh. might play, he might play some center in this game now without 
Harry Styles there. And yes, I'm going to keep calling him that. Without Styles <laughs> as the backup center, they don't have another backup center there. Maybe they try and throw Nasir Little there, but I doubt it. I think Rocco is the backup center here. Uh, they'll put Melo at the four when they bring him in the game. So I think Rocco at, at, at small ball center like he did on the Rockets uh, – Gives me it gives me some excitement there at five five. Uh, not huge because he, he's not a big scorer, but I think he could beat that price tag, and I like it there. And another guy I would look at without Rodney Hood and and without Styles, which chips up the rotation just enough, is uh, Simons at four K. I think he's been playing pretty well uh, anyway. But now that there's going to be a few extra minutes at his disposal, probably twenty five to thirty ish. Uh, I think that there's fair value there. I don't think the upside is huge. But if he if you're looking for a guy just to hit value and you and you and you're around four K, I don't mind going there. Uh, the main guy I'm looking at though is Rocco, knowing that he should be the backup center, get an extra minutes there, and a nice uh, mismatch when he's playing center. Yeah, so you trust him over Melo because they're only a hundred dollars difference. Yeah, and it's just uh, I know it's a revenge game for Melo. I know Melo is the better scorer, uh, but I it's one of those games where. Rocco has the ability to do different things on the court, and I think his his size and his length is going to be pretty good in this matchup. And I, like I said, I expect him to play extra minutes as the backup five, which I think is is a good touch for him. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. He's having the weirdest season ever, but you know. we are super weird <laughs> season. And I don't right. think the upside is huge, but I think he's a solid uh, cash staple or even a GPP without the huge upside. I think he'll hit value though. Uh, but what about on the Thunder side, man? We have all these guys out again. Uh, we see Al Horford at 7K. Uh, we see Diallo at 6'7", and, and, and the rest of this crew. But where are you looking at on the Thunder side? Uh, with the front of the back-to-back, you know, if this was the back end of the back-to-back, I would love to play Isaiah Roby. But um, knowing it's the front end, Al Horford should play, and he's been very productive in his last, you know, 10 or so games. He's been playing like the old young out Horford so <laughs> at 7,000 you know that's that's worth it I would much rather play Horford than Cantor just the way Horford's been so consistent and putting up points and rebounds lately uh, other than that it gets a little sketchy I'm gonna skip the next two guys and I would feel comfortable playing Dort because you have Baisley you have Diallo priced similarly at 6,100 6,700 and Dort Lucas Dort is at 5,400 and he can put that same type of production as those guys or better and uh, like his last few games, his actual points in the game were 19, 15, and 17. So he's been increasing that scoring load with Shea out and George Hill out. You know, so I I would rather play Dort. Um, and another guy you may have never heard of, Kenrich Williams. His production has been ramped up. He came from the Pelicans last year where he showed some promise. And now with Shea out, he's been getting the minutes, averaging, you know, anywhere from 25 to 35 draft king points. And at 5,300, and long as Theo Mel- uh, Tail Melodon is out, I think Kendrick Williams is safe. Um, do you would you consider him if Melodon plays? I don't know if that would hurt him well, too much or not. Yeah, they have they have uh, Theo out for the game, so that's the rich- questionable. Is he out? Yeah, they have him out. They have him at questionable okay. on DraftKings, so hopefully right, they right. keep him there. But uh, yeah, okay. they have him listed out on the injury report for the health and safety protocol still. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm. With you there, I, um, I like Horford at 7K. We mentioned a couple guys just recently in Cantor and, and Kuzma. Uh, I think Horford just super safe. He's been playing really well. 
Cantor's, as we know, I know he can rip down boards, but he's still not a great defender. So how Horford's been running, the offense has been running through him a lot with uh, Shea out there. And just Horford's been really good. You, you add a couple defensive stats to his lines the last two nights and very good value there. Uh, so I'm, I like him. And yeah, the other guy I'm looking at is Kenrich, uh, the rich one. I think at 53, again, he should start. He's been playing really well. He might find himself sticking into a starting lineup at some, if he continues to play like this, uh, people will probably, I, I like him a little bit better than Dort. And I, and I know they're the same price pretty much, but I don't, there's something about Ken, Kenrich's weird, weird game, uh, that I, that I like, I think his, he, he's been pretty solid, so I don't mind, uh, keep going back to him. He can fill the stat sheet in different ways. Um, but those are the two guys that I'd be looking at the, the most on this squad as well. Uh, one more guy, you know, that's kind of sneaking under the radar is Justin Jackson. Uh, he's come out of nowhere, and he's at 4700 His price slowly going up. But his last two DraftKings games has gotten 37 and 33 points. I mean, this is just out of nowhere to me, to the team, <laughs> to everyone. But would you feel safe to play Justin Jackson? Do you think he could go from 37 to, like, 10 or 15 like he used to do? Uh for the rest of the season, he's been averaging 10, 15 trafficking points. But these last two games, he's been playing amazing. Do you think he will keep that up? Yeah, and he's shot 16 of 27 the last two games. He's made seven of his nine threes. That is definitely an aberration. He's not that good of a three-point shooter. Uh, he's dropped over 20 or and 22 the last two games. I mean, you can't. people are going to go to him and see 4-7 mm-hmm. and think it's very good. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna ride those two, but I, I mean I can't hate you if you do it. Can't fault you or can't knock you as Patria always says, and it annoys me. Uh, but I'm not gonna be going too much there now that his price tag nearly nearly five gag. I don't expect another twenty point game. Can it? He's not this good of a three point shooter, so something's gonna gotta give there. But if you're gonna ride the hot streak, you you can. I mean he he's been that hot. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. He's, he's getting the minutes. His last four games, 27, 27, 28, and 34 minutes. So the mm-hmm. Thunder are liking something that they see. So uh, if you want to lowball a player, you don't feel safe with Dort, Baisley, Hamadou Diallo, or Kenrich Williams, you can throw Justin Jackson in there. He's a, he's a great guy to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. And now we're on to this last game, man. The, the game of the night, or maybe one of the games of the night, but the Brooklyn Nets at the Phoenix Suns, and this is a 2.30 spread, and the uh, Suns are two-point home favorites. Yes, we finally have another spread on this one. Uh, the Nets are on playing. It's We're recording this now late, around 11 Eastern time, uh, but the, as I'm speaking, and the Nets are currently playing, and they are playing on the back end of a back-to-back here, so we do not have an injury report for them. And the Suns have nobody on the injury report that's on the team, uh, the only two people on G League. So they are ready to go for the first time in a while. But on the the Nets, we know that KD is not playing, uh, and I don't know if Shumpert's ready. Nicholas Clacton, Spencer Dinwiddie, definitely not ready either. But uh, they don't really... Not too too crazy there, but let's start with the the Nets. I'll, I'll jump in because this is the even number, so I'll jump in on the Nets first. I'm looking at Harden. I mentioned Lillard. I mentioned a couple people, uh, Jokic or no Towns that I not gravitating towards as much. Um, Harden is also another guy at ten eight. 
I'd rather I feel a little bit more comfortable in the matchup uh, for Giannis and Jokic and LeBron. And I, if I'm going to pay over 10K, I want to go to one of those three guys. Uh, so I'm not going to have too much hard in. I just think the the Suns are just really good at defense. They're really slow pace. Uh, Harden is playing awesome, and especially without KD, people are going to go there. Um, but I'm not going to just run and, and gun there. But I can't hate you without KD. Again, he he gets the the usage bump. So does Kyrie. Uh, but I'm not going to have as many shares of each of those guys just because it is a, a tougher matchup, and I think the other guys have uh, a better matchup. And they aren't on the back end of a back-to-back. Also, something that we have to watch out for is the injury report. I assume they play because they don't have many people as is. I believe tonight they had nine people suit up, so I don't expect like a Kyrie or someone to miss. Um, but I'm not going to gravitate towards either of those guys. Uh, Kyrie, now that he officially said that he's going to play shooting guard and not point guard, his assists have been way down. Uh, so... I don't know if he's worth the 91. There's a guy on the other side of the ball going against their defense that I like a bit better. Um, I'm not, honestly, I'm not huge on really many of the nets, depending on who, because they keep mixing and matching their starting lineup. Like Bruce Brown started the other night, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green's in and out. Uh, sometimes they start, they start Joe Harris now, but um, I want to, the, the unfortunate thing is this is a late game. Every other game before them starts the 8, 8 p.m. in, in, uh, before so we, we're not going to have a, a good read on this lineup beforehand um but i'm probably not going to go too heavy on on most of these guys here uh on this net side uh but h- how about you man yeah i totally agree for all the reasons you listed uh you whenever you see james harden you think number one player in fantasy i want him i don't i don't care his price point but uh you know lately with the nets you know his his production has been down a little bit from the 70s and 80s we're used to to the 50s and 60s so uh, with KD out, he should put up, you know, 60, around 60, 70 points, but you just never know because um, he hasn't been doing such lately. He's been more of a, you know, sharing the ball, getting other people involved. And like you said with Kyrie, his assists are down. Um, like like I said, either of these guys can ramp it up, but like Kyrie for 9,100, Chris Paul could probably have that same production at 7,800. 7, so what you were alluding to earlier, uh, Joe Harris is hit or miss. He should, he should be better with KD out. 5,600 is not too crazy. But um, the guy I'll be looking at mainly is Jeff Green because uh, DeAndre Jordan is playing on Monday and they have the game tomorrow on Tuesday. He was questionable for today, so I doubt they would play him on a back-to-back. Uh, Double-check to be sure. You know, crazy things happen. But if DeAndre Jordan sits to, uh, on Tuesday, I think Jeff Green would be in line to get you guaranteed 20-plus drafting points. And I like the way Bruce Brown has been playing lately. Uh, when he's getting, you know, production uh hitting his open shot he should get you 20 to 30 draft king points um i don't trust anyone else like you said uh but i, w- I wouldn't love to play bruce brown but he's just the guy out there that's you know gonna get gonna get the minutes it's just a matter of he's gonna put up the production or not mm-hmm. uh, i think that thing we probably won't have the jordan news before lock but because uh, they this team is two hours after the second to last game starts. So uh, hopefully we get some news on, and who's going to be playing in the back end, but uh, it's probably unlikely, <clears throat> but flipping the script on over to the, the sun side. I mean, they are also going against this Nets defense that hasn't been great. And they are going against the Nets defense uh, that will be on the second night, second leg of a back 
back to back and without KD. So there's a lot to like on this side, which I don't usually like. Uh, this interior defense for the Nets has been bad. Um, so, I mean, we can look at Aiton, but he's purely a GPP play for me to pivot from other people because he is anything but consistent or safe. And at 7 1, uh, I'm going to be very tough to go there. But again, GPP play, knowing that he's going against this defense. You can take your chances to be to uh, be different from the field, <clears throat> so I don't mind going there. Uh, all, uh, strictly on GPPs, but this backcourt and Booker and Paul, they're going to get Kyrie and, and Harden on the back end of a back to back. I like both of their price tags. We were talking about a bunch of people in the eight K range. Uh, I like Booker a little bit more than the Zion's and the and the um, Ingrams of the world. I still would rather go up to Tatum, but I don't if I don't mind going eight three here and and again building that a very balanced attack with a couple people around that price tag and, and Chris Paul also at seven eight very solid pivot play if you don't want have that extra five for Booker or aren't have that many point guards I just those two guys are the guys that I'm looking at um, Mikhail Bridges at six three is not bad for me either and if you want to just dig deeper uh, if Sarek's going to start which we probably won't know at three, seven, that's a, a solid price tag too. I think there's solid amount to like in this, this particular matchup when you're playing against the nets, especially on the second night of a back to back, knowing that uh, they might be a little bit tired and maybe not even have Deandre Jordan, like you mentioned, who's not been the greatest of defenders, but is pretty much their only protection of the rim. If you <laughs> at all. Right. Right. I think. And like with that being said, if Jeff Green is guarding Deandre Ayton, who's having a down year, I think that still would be worth it at uh, 7,100. Uh, it's not a lock, not a guarantee, but he should be dominant over Jeff, Jeff Green. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's the main four in this one. Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, and Mikael Bridges. Uh, they're priced at a pretty great point. And, uh, like we, you you named it with uh, Zion and Brandon Ingham. I was also thinking uh, Fred Van Fleet is 8,200. Mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable playing Booker at 8,300. Mainly in this matchup because you know it's going to be a high-scoring game. Same for Paul. He's going to have the assist, and he's going to have to put up some points at 7,800. That's really good for a point guard. Um, and Mikael Bridges, uh, 6,300. He's a risk. Uh, you don't have to have him in your lineup. Um, he's just, like I said, against this Brooklyn team, if your value is just up a little bit more. Just like with the Lakers when AD is out, other guys' value is up a little bit. When you're playing against the Nets, in my opinion, your value is up a little bit. And even if, if you had to throw Crowder in there, he should be in there to help play some defense, aggravate uh, Harden a little bit maybe at 4,800. Uh, I would be fine with him if you had to throw him in there. Yeah, I don't mind him either. I mean, a lot of these, they should all see extra, more open shots than the normal against this defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think he can take some shots there as well. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so that's it for our six-game slate. Is there anything that you want to say before we head on out of here um don't don't make it stupid but is there, is there anything you want to say <laughs> wow just assume that i'm gonna say something <laughs> i'm wow, just kidding wow. <laughs> no uh if, if like i just like oh you did it no, just kidding. you know it's, it's great working with you since no that's not what i'm saying but uh <laughs> no we, you know normally you throw out who's your low cost player that you love oh. you know I'll yeah, just throw I, will, I will throw that, but before we get there, I want to say, is there anything you want to say before we head on out? And then I'll throw in oh, that. Hey, I'll throw that. Hey, I'm trying to do things your up. job. I'm trying to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I just, you know, the big news, 
uh, Blake Griffin being sat until uh, he's traded. Andre Drummond, same thing, being sat till he's traded. That's crazy. That's insane. But it, you know, changes things for DFS. So stay tuned all week to hear your updates on the Pistons and the Cavs. And let's get to our values, unless you have something to say. Um, no, we're we're good to go. And let's let's throw a couple values in there. Then uh, who's We'll, we'll start with the, the elite tier. Who's What's the one guy you're gravitating towards? And I think there's quite a few options that we could choose from here. But what's one guy you're over 8K that uh, you're looking for? And it could be because you just love highest uh, score on the slate, or it could be because it's just a very solid price tag for someone. I mean, it's, it's not anyone that I'm like, oh, I love, 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 because they're so <laughs> high. But, I mean, I, I would have to go with Giannis or Jokic. Um I mean, that's just really expensive. So it's not going to be fun paying that much, but you know you're going to get the production. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I think if you pay up there, you, you know what you're going to get with them. The, the points are going to be there, so I don't mind going at any of them. Uh, if I'm going a little bit cheaper, I mentioned him quite a few times here. I like Tatum at 8-7. If you don't want to go Super Saiyan tier, that's what I like to call the guys over 10K now, and you want to get a more balanced – like couple guys in the 8k range or so i think tatum's the guy to start it with uh, at 8-7 coming off a dud i think it might have been the worst game of his career he scored six points on three or 14 shooting uh so uh, i can't imagine this guy not bouncing back in a big way really like him there and you get a discount for the other guys in the great matchup who are going to have great ownership because they are awesome and in fantastic matchups um <clears throat> Uh, but what about guys under under 8K? Anybody that sticks out to you or, or any one or any two guys that stick out to you? Uh, I like how, you know, uh, you mentioned Dylan Brooks, you know, with, with a lot of guys injured in uh, Memphis and he, how he loves to put up points at 5,500. He should bring value. And uh, I like Lou Dort. You know, it's a lot of options that you don't have to choose him. But at 5,400, I, I like his production lately. Great on defense. You think he's going to you know, brush that Dort off his shoulder? <laughs> you saw what he did to LeBron, so he's a LeBron stopper. So you know he's got to be in the game. <laughs> I like it. Uh, two guys that I'm going for uh, under seven K or eight K. Uh, Lowry, I mentioned a few times. I, I think it's a very good matchup. Seven four, uh, very good matchup against the Bucks, and he's going to have probably Bryn Forbes on him for the most part. I, I would expect Divincenzo to be on Van Vliet, and even if he's there, I, it's very good matchup. Uh, and a little cheaper type of guy. I'm um, looking at. Oh, you mentioned <clears throat> uh, Dylan Brooks. I like, but I, I also like uh, Rocco at five five. I think for the, the reasons I mentioned before, I think he's in a solid matchup. Getting more small ball five is going to be good for him. Uh, so I'm going to be looking looking there as well. Uh, but what about on this value tier, man? We have quite a few guys 4K and under, but we're we're we looking at here. I gotta mention, you know, Zeke Nanaji at thirty one hundred. Like I said, uh, the rookie for the Nuggets, I think he can be very productive. And I got to, you know, once again, I'll give a shout-out to True Squatch 1007. Are you trying to say Sasquatch? (laughs) Yes. His his image, his little man is a Sasquatch. So True Squatch 1007 told me to shout-out for Kundo Compazzo for the Nuggets. Uh, You know, uh, his super low value. Um, I think he's worth it also. So I had to give him a shout out. Yeah, and, and I'm sticking right there. Uh my value is gonna be going to be in that first game. Um and I think 
Compazzo. It's going to be on the injury part. The two guys that we are questionable are are pretty big here. We have uh, Monte Morris, who's probably going to start, get extra minutes, and Daniel Tice, who starts and get extra minutes. If neither of them play or one of them doesn't play, you can go straight to the bargain bin here with Compazzo. You mentioned Najee, uh, even Tristan Thompson or Rob Williams. That's uh, I, I like. Even if both of them play, I think we can still kind of gauge over there. And Jim Michael Green at four three. I know he's not under four K, but uh, yeah, I think this is where I'll be looking at the most for value, and then the a couple other guys we said. But I'm sticking with you in that that same game. Not a single player, but we'll see what the the injury report happen comes up with when we get there. Yep, yep, we'll find out a lot uh, right before tip off. Check us out on the Discord. We'll be talking about it, and you know, we'll see what happens. Yes, check us out on the Discord. Uh, give us a rate review. Also, starting something. Will will be on a video. I believe he said Hoopball, or I don't know if I should if I'm supposed to even say the name or not. But you'll be seeing Will on another video very shortly, and uh, definitely give that a check out or check that out. Um, and if you want, so you can tell more about it. I don't know if I. It, it should, maybe it should be you saying it. Uh, right. Well, you know, Hoopball is venturing into video, you know, so we're going to be doing, you know, some stuff on our YouTube channel. Check out um, Hoopball on YouTube. And uh, I'll be, you know, al- me along with other guys like Dan, Alan, Adam, uh, you know, going to be some video updates pregame and postgame, uh, you know, covering the NBA, covering fantasy. So just check out hoop-ball.com. Check out Hoopball on the YouTube. We got a lot of new things coming up. And you know, we try to give you all you need for your fantasy, you know, desires. I shouldn't have said desires, but anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I think we can I think we can leave with that one. Gee. <laughs> well, yeah, all your fantasy desires, guys. Yeah. You get all weird with that one, but well, well <laughs> I, I guess we will let it slide. Um <laughs> but thank you guys as always. We will catch you again tomorrow. I believe Mike and Keith will be on for our Wednesday edition podcast. And as always, thank you guys. Will and myself will catch you again next Monday night for Tuesday Slate. And uh, have a good one and good luck. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.